This show is sponsored by Set for Life Insurance, the ultimate client experience in the insurance industry. Are you looking for the perfect insurance coverage that suits your needs? Founded in 1993 by President Jamie K. Fleischner, Set for Life Insurance specializes in individual life, disability, and long-term care insurance. As brokers, they represent numerous companies in the industry, ensuring that their clients get the best products at the most cost-effective rate. What sets Set for Life Insurance apart? You'll enjoy special discounts, priority underwriting handling, and even exceptions in the underwriting process. So why wait? Contact Set for Life Insurance today and let them be your insurance partner for life. Visit their website at setforlifeinsurance.com or call them at 1-888-553-3559. Networking. In the bathroom? Really? This guest did. He has a lot to teach us about where to find opportunities for personal and professional growth through networking. This is a must listen to. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Brad Block, host of the Physician's Guide to Doctoring. This is a personal and professional development podcast for physicians where we have experts on the show that try to teach us everything we should have been learning while we were memorizing Krebs cycle. Dr. Mike Wuming, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Hey, great to be here, Brad. So just to tell the audience a little about you, you are AKA Bootstrap MD. So if you guys want to check him out after the show, definitely check out Bootstrap MD and his podcast of the same of that title. He is MD MPH. He's a physician entrepreneur, international speaker and influencer, and medical marketing strategist, overseeing the development and growth of several multi-million dollar online companies. He co-founded and later sold two small business lead generation software companies, which did nearly eight million in sales in the span of a few years. He spearheaded the development of eMerit, one of the largest reputation management services for medical justice and For those who've been listening to the show for a while, we had Jeff Siegel on a couple of years ago from Medical Justice. So same Medical Justice. Um, He's the developer of the social media course for the Medscape Physician Business Academy. And his writings on physician entrepreneurship have been featured in Physicians Practice, Kevin MD, and Medical Economics. He's currently the CEO of Executive Medical, a boutique medical practice that specializes in age management, weight loss, and aesthetics, and co-owner and medical director of a number of insurance-free clinics, predominantly in Southern California. So, Dr. Mike Wuming, thank you so much again for being on the show. Thanks again, Brad. Again, a pleasure to be here. So, all right. That was a lot. <laughs> that, that was a lot. That was, a, that was too much. <laughs> um, and I try to keep the intros a little short, but there's, you know, there's so much you've accomplished. And I think it gets to the credibility of the fact that you can talk a lot about networking with all that experience in behind you. So let's talk about that. Let's talk. How has networking helped you? Just give it an example or two. Helped you start or grow a business, one of your many businesses? Oh, it's too many. You, you, you mentioned Jeff from Medical Justice. We started this one. I probably don't want to start the podcast being so crass, but we met at the urinal. <laughs> we were both speaking at a conference for physician entrepreneurs. This is probably like, I don't know, 10 plus years ago. He spoke before me. I knew about his company, Medical Justice. And I had an I had a small medical marketing company. We were doing a reputation management for doctors, and and I was wondering if you know if he interested in bringing that on. And yeah, it's it, that's how it started. So that business 
it grew from there. And then I left the company and it still exists today and doing quite well from what I understand. I've met my business partners, former business partners, by going to business conferences, going to masterminds. And yeah, so I'm trying to think, you know, I, I share my own clinics, but by myself, but I've always had people that I've met that uh, definitely enhanced and influenced me in the direction I, I wanted to go. So I guess the nutshell network thing for me was everything. Which is why you're on the show. You are, I feel like that's such uh, that's something I've heard you speak a lot about and something that personally I'm terrible at. Like I'll go to a conference and then won't really talk to anyone. I'll just, you know, I'll go, I'll listen, but I'm, I know it doesn't seem like it in the podcast. I've got some social things. I never know what to say to people. Like my wife's so good at that. Like she'll float around a room and like everybody leaves thinking that they're her best friend. And me, I'm like, you know, sitting in the corner with a scowl on my face. So if we're going to events, like how do we know? Well, let's start with the events. Like how do we pick the right event? Well, you know, I, I could definitely understand the, the social anxiety. We were recently... I recently hired some virtual assistants, you know, in the last week, and I've been trying to incorporate personality testing, you know, Myers-Briggs, Discords, et cetera. And of course, I'm doing my own personality testing, and I scored super high on the introverted scale, you know, so I'm like right, right there with you. But I learned early on that I have to take myself out of my comfort zone, get myself out of the shell, and meet others who i just interested in meeting. You know, just as you have your podcast, I have my podcast where we're looking for interesting guests because we're definitely curious about the topic. So when it comes to me is speaking about conferences, it's first, you know, what am I curious about? What do I want to do? And not necessarily maybe for my business. It could be for my relationships. It, it could be for hobbies, whatever that is. I want to go to other conferences and meet people who are just, like experts at what they do. It could be the speakers. It could be just people who are in the audience and who may also be attracted to for whatever particular topic. So it starts up like with the conference. And I'm trying to think this year, if I've gone to a, a medical conference other than, I really can't think of anything other than, you know, aesthetics conference, because that's part of our, my practice. I own a med spa. But other business conferences that I go to is right now I have masterminds. We put on masterminds for doctors. I'm in some pretty high-end masterminds. I attended, you know, just give me a topic. I attended a artificial intelligence conference this year because, as you know, chat and your guest and your audience knows, chat PPT is, is everywhere. And I want to know how it helps me on my business. What can I do? I want to be kind of on the cutting edge of that. So I flew to uh, Vegas and attended a, a three-day conference, and I got to meet other business owners and entrepreneurs who were interested in that topic. And in a month from now, I'm going to Orlando to, to go again to another artificial intelligence conference. So it starts off just what are you curious about, and then it go, kind of goes from there. Okay, so it's not like you're going to these conferences with a specific agenda. You're going to these conferences with a specific interest. You're going because you're really curious about it. You want to learn more. And so that's a good way to learn more. So, you know, you can read some books and listen to some podcasts, but going to a conference is going to, I guess, accelerate that learning curve. And because you're curious about it and interested, you're going to ask 
questions and you're going to meet people. You're going to go up to someone after they've been speaking and go, hey, you were talking about this. You know, I have a couple questions for you. Or would you like to be on my podcast to talk about this? I, I can see where that could help you get out of your shell because I just remember it flashbacks to being single and like trying to talk to girls. And I was like, I have no idea what to talk to them about. Like my friends love to talk about themselves, some of them. And so they were really good at that and they could always like, blah, 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 blah. but like, but I could see where it would make it much easier to get out of your shell. If you're like really genuinely curious about this topic, even if there's no entrepreneurial agenda. Correct. And you know, there are conferences about that too. <laughs> if you're interested about how to how to date date well. But, no, you know, that's actually how I got into the yeah. podcast. That's how I started this podcast was because I knew about those podcasts and knew that the things that they were teaching to their guests would work to help the physician patient relationship. So it actually is there there's a little there's a little backstory there. So so sorry. Yeah. So you're going to these places because you're just interested but don't necessarily have like an agenda for your business or a business plan. Yeah, correct. And and I would say that's from the majority of, of what I do. But I can tell you early on, you know, I do have agendas. Like, for example, you know, maybe there's a speaker that I really want to meet and I want to be able to connect to them. Maybe I am a client of the person putting on a conference. But, you know, they're, I own a bunch of different software and there's these software conferences where you where you can go and you can learn other people who use the software and perhaps I want to meet the creator. Perhaps I have an idea of a software and perhaps I want to do pitch him to see what he thinks about it. But, you know, I, you can definitely go in there with an agenda, but I think for most part, it's just easy and just like, you know, what am I curious in? What am I interested in? And for me, you know, I'm a business person. So I want to know for the most part, you know, what can I do to accelerate my business? What can I do to enhance my business? You know, a year ago, I went to conferences that dealt with mergers and acquisitions because I wanted to learn how to acquire another uh, medical practice. And I was able to learn the skills from that. And I was able to acquire practice last year. So it all comes down to, you know, what are you interested in? But I think if you go in like with a specific agenda in mind, you might get disappointed. I, for me, I guess that's just kind of my personality is let's just see what's there. And if I'm interested and it seems like it's, it's you know, it's a good time, it's a good place you know, to travel to, I'll attend. I've been talking to a bunch of other mid-career physicians like myself that feel like they've been stagnating, right? Seeing the same pathology over and over, doing the same procedures over and over. They're not really have any academic pursuits or, you know, leadership pursuits. So they just go to work, see their patients and go home. And they feel like they're kind of stagnating out there. But they have no idea what else they're interested in, right? Like, like they want to just do, they need something to spice things up. So where do you think they should begin in terms of, like, if they wanted to use a conference as like a gateway to they don't even know what? but just to help them get out of their own way and out of their own head, where should they start in terms of not selecting a conference, but even like thinking about this? I think it comes, just comes down to like, what do you want? Like, what is the thing that is stagnating is what is the current problem, you know, that you want to accomplish? Is it your career? Is it your relationships? Is it maybe different hobbies? You know, maybe you want to improve your golfing, whatever it is. You know, I guess it's a little bit vague, but I would first start out like, 
is there are there people who out there right now that maybe you, perhaps you want to emulate that you could say you know I would want to do what he's doing you know you know I see this one doctor and he's got this giant real estate portfolio and I'm seeing him on his Facebook group and you know he's in Aruba and he's you know skiing down the mountain with his kids and you know and again social media is of course you're you probably know, speaking about a specific conference I know the conference yeah. is coming up and you're speaking at it so I know <laughs> what you're referring to <laughs> but, but yes but no but I see, I see your, yeah. But, yeah examples of that is you know that's often where you say well how can I be able to do that I want to meet other people like you know who might be interested in that yeah and I was in primary care and many of my colleagues are pretty similar to, you know, the scenario that, that you just described. You know, they, were, they, were, they didn't have any really where they wanted to go. They didn't have much ambition. And I learned, well, I don't really want to be around those people. Yeah. <laughs> I see them every day. And I want to be around people who are uplifting and are doing things that are exciting to me. And it not necessarily have to do with careers, but perhaps, again, you know, other aspects that you can do to improve, whether it's your health, your relationships, et cetera, there is probably a conference out there. And it starts by finding people that you emulate and you want to know more about what they did to get them to the place they are today. So now you've picked your conference, right? Or a couple. Let's get back to that whole you know, introvert, not knowing how to chat people up. Clearly, you don't have that much social. You're chatting people up at the urinal. So <laughs> so clearly the bathroom could be a place to meet people or not. You know, how are you navigating these conferences? So what I do, just like as most doctors do, is we research, right? Yeah. We see, you know, what kind of conference is it? What kind of people are going to this conference? You know, if they've got... Uh, a website and perhaps they have pictures of what happened in the last conference, you know, research, like who are these people? Like, what are they learning from? You know, they probably have testimonials of people who have attended past conferences, reach out to them. Hey, you know, I'm thinking about going to this particular conference. I saw you were primarily on the website. Tell me the real deal. Like, would you mind talking? Most people are pretty open to it, you know? And, um, no hidden ad agendas out there. And just kind of seeing is like, yeah, do I see myself kind of going, you know, to this conference? And I know for, for many, you know, not just necessarily doctors, you know, there's an expense, right, to travel. You know, you got to go there and be away from your family and be in a hotel room by yourself. That's, that's a lot to do. And so I'm not saying like the first conference is you need to be flying across the country. You know, maybe that particular topic, is, are there little conferences around, you know, where you're currently located, you know, if it is something perhaps you're involved, interested in real estate, you don't want to go and fly across country. Maybe there are, you know, little workshops, there are meetups, you know, where you could go on to real estate that are free and just saying, you know, maybe this is something that I want to do. That's where it can, can, can start. You don't necessarily have to pay, you know, $500,000 or more just to go in. Just to see if you're interested. I'm in sorry, what, topic. how much to go to a conference? Five hundred thousand dollars and more. Ten thousand dollars. Oh, oh five hundred yeah. to a thousand dollars, not five hundred thousand. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, that makes more sense. All right. So, so aside from these events, I've also heard you talk about masterminds. So, first, for the audience not familiar with them, sounds like it could be you know a bunch of people getting together trying to take over the world. 
What is a mastermind? So a mastermind is, you know, was first the, 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 the name came up a hundred plus years ago. If you ever read the book, Think and Grow Rich uh, by Napoleon Hill. It was basically, you know, it, it, there's different types of masterminds, but one that in particular that's usually is most common is a business mastermind. So a mastermind back in those days where you would have the, these leaders and they would meet in some back of the room place, some restaurant or, or something, and they would meet. And one would be the head of the railroad industry. One would be head of coal. One would be, you know, in the banking system. And everybody had their own experiences in all their different industries. But then they would share like, you know, hey, what's going on in your business? What's not working in your business? And through groupthink, through, you know, the combined wisdom, they would come up with strategies and things. Well, here's what I learned, you know, when I was in the railroad industry, here's what I did. And yeah. that's basically the concept where they're, they're getting together, usually in diverse different industries, and they're getting to where each one is sharing ideas with the goal of, of uplifting each other and, you know, improving the profits of their business. It doesn't necessarily have to be in business. It can be, again, in relationships. It could be, hey, you know, different golfers, and they're getting together to talk about improving their golf game. So they're coming up with a common interest, but they're using the group wisdom to help uplift them even further. Okay. So then how do we find one of those? Well, that's where, that's when it starts. It really comes down to, you know, what do you want to do? If, for example, if you want to buy more real estate property and you want to learn from what other people are doing, there are masterminds that start with that. If you wanted to uh, start up your own uh business wait 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 but if you're green at this and the whole idea Mm -hmm. is for people to learn from each other you're not really bringing anything to the table you're just sitting and listening that's true so then you're not a mastermind you're a intro mind or i don't know what the there are also different there are also different levels though too that mastermind okay there are also people who say like hey i want to start a podcast and I want to learn from other different podcasters. Yeah, I would. It's probably best that they have some type of experience that they could share. Yeah. If it's just everybody that are beginners, you're right. Correct. Then it's just you know the blind leading the blind, so to speak. Right. Yeah. So you're correct in that there should be some type of experience or knowledge, but there are different levels. You know, you could be a podcast. You've done it for one year. That's one level. Then there's one who's been doing it for five years or one who has like 2 million different, 2 million followers versus one who's just got a thousand. So there are, can be different levels, but they can all get the same experience and the, the same benefits by being in those type of uh, events. So then do you look on like LinkedIn? Do you look on just Google mastermind podcast? Like how, how do you find these things? Well, a lot of them come down to like going to events first. Okay. So they're usually going to events that like perhaps a podcast event. And at the end, they might be, you might find people that you meet there and say, hey, you know, we've got kind of similar interests. I'm, I'm putting together a podcast mastermind. Would you be interested in it? Yeah. And it can just be, you know, you know, as, as easy as that. Then there's, and those could be free masterminds where they're just spending their time and there could be paid masterminds as as well. So, you know, 
it, it, most people think it is a paid mastermind, but I've been in masterminds that are free. For example, I ran a mastermind in San Diego, where I currently live, and I just had local San Diego business owners who would come in to my offices, and it was we would meet, you know, about once a month and just talk about like we like I mentioned, talk about problems in our business and you know, come up with solutions or if they already have solutions to the problems that we're currently experiencing. Yeah. Interesting. And and some of these, you know, some of these are pay to play and some of them are not. Right. And so the ones that are pay to play, I would imagine some people kind of take advantage of some people, right? Some of them are the real deal and some of them are full of it. So how do we know the real deal from everyone else? Well, you know, I think there is something to it. I think the ones where, like you said, they take advantage, they don't last very long. Got it. You know, they don't last very long. Most, you know, organizations, like for example, in the business world, there's EO, which is Entrepreneurs Organization, where to get into what I could would consider a mastermind, you have to make a million dollars in revenue for your business. And there's an application fee and there's a cost to it, I think, you know, it varies, uh, you know, but it's like five to six thousand dollars could be more expensive, uh, you know, in certain areas. So in that way, there is some, you know, vetting going on to see that these are like the real you know, members. There's one called Vistage where they have to rev- revenue of five million dollars a year in their businesses. So that so when you have some type of guidelines, you know, there, there's some type of application where there are, they are screening who's coming in, it makes a big deal. And that's one of the reasons why free masterminds, although they sound, you know, attractive, you know, there, there really is nothing to make someone to commit to something like that, right. you know. Except what you described, where you're like putting it together with a bunch of colleagues in the area that all have a similar interest, right? Like, as opposed to bringing together a bunch of strangers. You bring together a bunch of strangers. You don't charge anything for it. Like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Our time has value and you probably just wasted a bunch of your time committing to something like that. So if there is, as much as it feels kind of icky, and we we talked about this with when Entre MD, Dr. Uno was on the show, that we have to get over the fact that it feels a little icky to like pay for something like this. But at the same time, like you're getting there experience and wisdom and the ability to pick their brain and we need to know our value like we don't see patients for free right or maybe we do in specific circumstances but right so so we need to be able to to pony up for them too and if you're not there's probably not much value to it yeah and what it comes down to you know as well you're like when i started my uh med spa practice there are books on how to start a med spa there are YouTube videos on how to start a med spa. There are, you know, events, annual events where you can go. But then you can actually find experts who put on masterminds like that. And over a weekend, yeah, they're going to pay, but I want a shortcut. You know, I don't want to spend four years trying to figure it out. I'm reading a book. I would rather just go to the person myself. Hey, you tell me, what did you do? And yeah, it might cost me money, but I'm only on this planet for a, a finite number of years, I want to shortcut my success. And that's the best and easiest way how I get to it. And that's how most entrepreneurs you know, think those ones who pay this because they realize time is money and they want to shortcut their success. Is there any networking etiquette 
like, you know, you don't want to stand too close to someone. You don't want to just like stare at them without blinking, right? None of that stuff. But like, is there anything that we should be aware of, you know, having been in these circles for so long and having had so much experience, have you seen anyone breach the etiquette and you're like, Ooh, that's just not cool. Well, you know, that's funny because actually at my last mastermind and I'm probably going to have this person on my podcast <laughs> and, but <laughs> we, there's a paid mastermind, you know, and, and he was there and he, he sat at my table and, and as a kind of like a, you know, a fun event that we did just before the few days that we were starting is we went bowling, right? And it was a sponsored event. And I hadn't bowled Brad in several years, right? And we had the teams of four and he was waiting and got her ball. I just met this guy maybe 10 minutes before. He comes to me to my face and said, you are the most horrible bowler I've ever seen. I couldn't wait for you to get off the lane. You're like, dude, I live in Southern California. I go to the beach and I rollerblade. Those are the two. Those are my hobbies, man. I don't. Bowl. And I was like, what? And he said, and what he told me, he said that he had done a personality test and he scored like a zero in the empathy <laughs> bracket. And he, he was happy about it and proud of it. And, you know, later, you know, he tells me more, you know, he, he has Asperger's and, and, he, and I have a son who has high function autism and, you know, I get it. I understand. And, you know, but in terms of like recognizing faces and not there, but the guy's brilliant and he's got a multi-million dollar, you know, company, but it actually made me more fascinating. And so someone might be like offended, but, you know, being a primary care doc, you know, I, I'm used to a whole bunch of different people in a whole bunch of different, you know, events or different parts of life. And I take it and I, you know, we joke about it now. So I guess in terms of etiquette, I mean, it's just kind of common sense, you know, you know, I've been at events where it's just like, you know, people have too much to drink and then, you know, they, then all of their, you know, vices kind of come out and then they have to have to get a talking to, you know, but just things like that, I guess, you know, just your usual human, just be a decent person and you should be fine. (laughs) But what about like, you know, someone gives you their business card and then you start emailing them and maybe they don't get back to you. So you email them again. And like, you know, situations like that, where it seemed like upon meeting them, that this person was interested in working with you, helping you, whatever, something. And then you end up like, did I misread the situation? And then you come on too strong. Like, are there situations like that, similar to that, that we should be cognizant of as we're trying to navigate this space? Yeah, you're, you'll always get folks like that. You know, they do have like agendas. I, I remember this one who was like, just nonstop. You wanted me to hire him for some video marketing for our practice and couldn't say no to that. But, you know, I eventually... I, I never responded, so I got the message, or I just say, hey, I'm not interested in it. And you're going to get that in any walks of life, right? Yeah. Not just people that go to events, just like, you know, you put out your email. Just We all get that, right? We, yeah. We get, you know, I remember applying for locum tenens, and that was like the worst thing I ever did. And these recruiters, for years, yes. like, had Non-stop. a hold of yeah. me non-stop on in there yeah um, i get i still yeah. get emails people trying to recruit me to competitors i'm a partner in my practice yeah. 
what, what you, you what don't you get? Yeah, they just don't even bother. They just these are from letters. Okay, so I get it. So so common sense, just common sense. Just don't be a jerk. Just common sense. Use your common sense. Use your social graces that you would apply anywhere else, and, and you should be fine. Okay, it, it, anywhere out of the box in terms of network. I mean, you're notwithstanding. I'm gonna keep going back to that. But any out of the box places that either you've networked or you think would be good opportunities out of the box uh, places let me tell that you know i've been in in so many different uh events i was in a they call it a pua a pickup artist conference oh right which, <laughs> go back to the whole dating where, thing yeah it keeps circling back, back to that wow back to the whole dating a friend of mine his name is neil strauss he's a well-known i read his um, book author i mean yeah, yeah. he's read a uh, bunch of books but i i read that book yeah yeah so i got to learn a little bit about that i'm happily married you know i've got grown up kids on in there um but there are things that i learned from that which you talk about on your podcast things on persuasion that were foreign to me you know, 10, 15 plus years ago, where they use it for sales. They use it for, you know, as you're using, you know, being a better doctor. And I wasn't the right audience for that. And I happened to, you know, be there. I went to last year, I was at a physical therapist conference. I was the only physician in there. There's a bunch of physical therapists, but they wanted to start their own business. And the 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 leader, the the, the host of it, I flew there to Clearwater, Florida, and I learned all about physical therapists and, and, and what they they were doing. So nothing like really too crazy that, that I did. Usually it's, it's kind of business related, but, you know, I'm just a curious person and I just want to like learn more about, you know, different parts of life that I could improve my own life or my kid's life or whatever it is. I just like going, does it make sense to me to attend and I'll attend. It's amazing. I find that some of the most successful people are simply the most curious. And it really depends how you define success. But m under many definitions, like those people end up being the most successful, which I think is incredible and, and something to emulate, something to emulate. Don't be, as Ted Lasso says, don't be judgmental, be curious. That would be a good way to wrap up the show, but I do have more questions for you. <laughs> so I know you're Bootstrap MD, right? So if we want to find you Bootstrap MD, but let's say we're looking for investors, funding opportunities for a business venture. Same idea in terms of networking, or is there anything different? Same idea. You know, if you're looking for an investor, let's say you're looking for for angel investor, maybe you're, you created a medical device, is find out where those people are. I used to host a physician entrepreneur group, which specifically focused on investors. And we focused on physician, physicians who wanted to invest in tech companies. And we would sponsor, you know, monthly events. And, you know, that's where you would want to start going. You know, if there's like some type of Silicon Valley hub, something like that, that's where you should be attending. And, and most major cities have something like that going on. Meetup.com is free where they have investors. You might want to look up Angel Investor, you know, Omaha, wherever you're living in, and to see what conferences, you know, they're attending. Sign up for the their emailing list. Sign up to their Facebook groups. You'll find a ton. You look at Facebook group, put in your city, put in investor. 
a ton of groups will pop up. Most are free. And, you know, go to Eventbrite is another place where you can look up, you know, keyword city investor or city investor. You'll find a ton of those things there. Your local entrepreneur association in that local university usually has something like that. I work with local universities where they sponsored investment groups, investor groups to come on in. So, yeah, you shouldn't have a problem finding where, where the, the, these folks are at. Fantastic. Fantastic. So if people want to find you, you have a bunch of courses on similar topics. They want to learn more from you. They want to find your podcast. Where do they go? Best one is Bootstrap MD. Put it on Google. You'll find it. You go to bootstrapmd.com. Got my podcast. Like you said, we've got courses and just kind of reach out. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be entrepreneur. Maybe you're looking to do it investing. I do kind of cater towards doctors because I've been hanging around doctors for most of my life. And, you know, I just, you know, I've had too many doctors who you describe that kind of, kind of listless and don't know where to go. And perhaps something that I say maybe sparks uh, some interest and in, in keeps them going further, maybe re-energizing them in their career or decide that they want to go somewhere else. Uh, but what's great about it, there are a lot of opportunities, whatever path you decide to go on. Amazing. Well, I am definitely, when we end this call, I'm going to be looking to see what conferences are in my area so I can start networking immediately. So Dr. Mike Wu Ming, thank you so much for, for your time. Bootstrap MD, please check them out. Thank you so much. Thank you. No matter what your insurance needs are, Set for Life Insurance has you covered. They're a nationally recognized leader in disability, life, and long-term care insurance serving clients across all 50 states. Their dedicated team specializes in assisting medical residents, physicians, dentists, business owners, and other high-income professionals. Setforlifeinsurance.com or call them at 1-888-553-3559. Thanks for listening. I have a favor to ask. You listened to the episode until the end, which means you either fell asleep or you really liked the episode. So please... Share it, or like it, or comment on a social media post, or write us a five-star review, something. It would really help me out. And maybe what you learned from this episode can help someone else too. The views expressed in this episode are those of the interviewer and interviewee, and don't represent the views of their employer or even their significant other. Even though the magic of podcasting make it sound like I'm talking directly to you, this is not a doctor-patient relationship, and this is not medical advice, or financial advice, or really any advice. Thank us again for listening to the Physician's Guide to Doctoring.